Welcome to the Force of Habit podcast, a kick-ass space for the woman of color on her journey to becoming the most powerful version of herself. Here, we talk all things mindset, routine, and transformation. I'm your host, Chantel Taylor, nutritionist and weight loss coach. Come hang out with me, girl. Grab your headphones or blast me on your morning commute. This space is just for you. Here we grow. What's up, ladies, and welcome, welcome back to a brand spanking new episode of Force of Habit. I hope your week has been everything and more, or your weekend, because we're back on a Monday, friend. (laughs) Can you believe it? I know you're thinking, yeah, we'll see for how long, Chantel. Uh, But this week on the pod, I wanted to talk about something that I feel comes up a lot in both my program and down in the DMs. When I talk with you guys, because I talk with you babes a lot on socials, I often hear about how overwhelming weight loss can feel, how demanding it can feel, how time consuming it can feel, how when you want to lose weight, it feels like it takes over every waking emotion and action and thought. And I wanted to help make it just a little less overwhelming for you today to hopefully give you a little peace of mind, but also to give you some really solid tips and advice and ask some really thought-provoking questions to get down to the bottom of why you get and feel overwhelmed on your weight loss journey. We'll be chatting about things uh, that I feel like aren't talked about enough and somehow make the biggest impact when it comes to your weight loss journey. So gear up and tune in, boo. Hey friend, listen. I know how hard it can be to set a weight loss goal and be so confused on how you're going to get there. Scrolling the internet for healthy recipes, overwhelming yourself, having to log all of your food and following meal plans that were boring and left you with little to no results. Not to mention not having true sustainable strategies that felt easy to put into action day to day. This is why I created Cheatrition. Inside my weight loss membership, I teach members how to lose weight in a way that feels second nature while eating foods they genuinely love. Pre-made meal plans for your busy weeks, a drag and drop meal plan builder, and mindset and nutrition trainings that have helped over 4,000 women just like you lose over 30,000 pounds. So if you're ready to commit to finally losing weight without all the restrictive rules and hit those health goals that you are so capable of, then go to ChantelTaylorNutrition.com forward slash Sheetrition to get started. Again, that's ChantelTaylorNutrition.com forward slash Sheetrition. Link is also in the show notes. We're all waiting to welcome you inside the Sheetrition community. Okay, okay, back to the episode. The chicken nuggets are making a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. (laughs) But, uh, Chicken nugget number one is to once and for all squash the time debate. I'm going to tell you right now, this one is going to hurt, okay? I am about to sucker punch your ego, but it's with love. It's a love tap, okay? And I hope we can be friends after. Here it is. You are not special. Okay, Chantel, before you piss me off. I'm going to need you to elaborate and quickly. (laughs) Your circumstances, your schedule are not special. Are they hard at times? Hell yeah. Are they frustrating? Of course. 
Do they feel all-consuming at moments? You betcha. But they aren't special. Okay, what do you mean, Chantel? I mean that there is someone out there, multiple someones out there, that are in your exact situation or circumstance. So they have three kids that are bad as hell right now. (laughs) Or they're going through a divorce. Or they lost someone they deeply care about. Or they are overworked and underappreciated at their job. And yet, somehow, they still make time for themselves to take care of themselves mentally, emotionally, or physically, or all three, or just two. And no, I'm not talking about the fitness guru, you know, who only posts the highlight reels of their life. I am positive you can think of someone you know, whether that's a distant acquaintance, someone you know in your neighborhood, or someone you're close with who went through a series of shitty circumstances. And somehow at the end of it, they still manage to take care of themselves despite it. And before you go, nuh-uh, Chantel, no one I know, I want to really challenge you to sit there and think. Maybe it's your sister who went through a bad breakup and that was her wake-up moment to pour into herself. So now she's in therapy and doing morning walks. And despite it all, she seems to be thriving. Maybe it's your mom friend who just had a baby but laid some boundaries out with her husband so that she can go to the gym twice a week on or like walk the greenway for 30 minutes every other day and get some peace of mind and move her body. Maybe it's your coworker who feels overworked at work, but when you ask her what she's doing when she gets off, instead of like, you know, hitting the bar and and hitting up happy hour, she's going to go home and cook herself a nice dinner and read her book for the evening. You know, someone who is facing similar circumstances or similar stressors, but takes it as a sign, an opportunity, or even a green light to step up and to grow just a little bit more. Okay, I'm thinking of someone, Chantel, but what does that have to do with me? Telling you you aren't special, as in like your circumstances are not special, isn't to compare you to the sister, the mom friend, or the coworker. It's not to compare you to anyone. It's to show you that it's possible for you too. It's possible to be in a situation that you have absolutely no control over yet maintain the control over you and how you treat yourself and how you react it's possible i see it every day hell i see it every hour inside of sheetrician and like some of the situations that i coach my girls through would make you shudder but they're still showing up and asking for support and you know, doing the trainings and making the very small shifts that make the big impact. Okay, this makes sense, Chantel, but like, how does this help me with overwhelm or managing my time better for my goals? We forget that so much of weight loss is how we feel, how we think, because how we feel and how we think fuels what we do and we don't do. We feel discouraged or guilty or apathetic when we think of weight loss, and it's somehow supposed to make us want to get up and make a meal and walk a little bit and get in some good sleep. Like, no, (laughs) it it doesn't. It makes us want to like grab a tub of ice cream and bury our feelings there. 
We are emotional creatures. And it isn't until you begin to confront those beliefs and those thoughts and those emotions and work through them, put better, more fulfilling coping habits in place, things truly do stay the same. I do not care how much your trainer is kicking your butt every session. I don't care how much you're sweating. I don't care how restrictive the diet is and how much weight you lost the first week or how good you're being. It will not stick if you don't do the inner work. And this is a hill I am willing to die on. And one of those is confronting the belief that somehow we are special and how it's possible for everyone else but us. It's not. It is possible for you to. You instead choose to fight for your limiting beliefs instead of fight for what's possible because fighting for your limiting beliefs is safe. You don't have to get uncomfortable when you're choosing to stay the same. There is no, there is not a lick of uncomfortableness, right? Of having to challenge yourself to build new habits. But there is that hidden uncomfortableness, right? Is uncomfortableness a word? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uncomfortability. Um, there is that hidden layer of it, right? Because even when you aren't getting uncomfortable to challenge yourself, to build new habits, to push through those thoughts and emotions that creep in, that fuel that you can't do this, there still is that hidden layer of not being comfortable in your body, in your confidence, in how you feel, whether that's physically, emotionally, or mentally. And so when you take a step back and you say, okay, someone else out there is facing this, crushing this, that means I absolutely can too. So instead of focusing on what is not possible for you and choosing to find someone out there that you know or who uh, someone like acquaintance of an acquaintance, right? And you say, what is my first step? If they're doing it, I can do it too. What's my first step? This brings me right into chicken nugget number two, which is focusing on the moment to moment wins is how you win big, huge, big papa big, okay? We have been bamboozled <laughs> to believe that when you decide or have the thought or say, I want to lose weight. That from then on, you have to be this perfect, floating, you know, angelic being who never overeats again, never skips a prep day, never skips a workout, never emotionally eats again, never backtracks on the new habits. But it never works out that way, does it? And so when it doesn't, you make that mean something about yourself. You make that mean that there's something wrong with you. Like somehow you miss the consistency train that's going to take you all the way up to the finish line and everybody else is on it. What you may be forgetting is that there are phases to your weight loss. There are phases to habit building and you don't get to skip over all the bad habits you've been reinforcing around your food and your daily life and be perfect. It doesn't work like that. And it won't be until you 
actually believe that it doesn't work like that when things change. You know, nutrition members who have lost 30, 40, 70, 100 plus pounds or anyone you know who has hit really big weight loss milestones didn't get there perfectly. They just didn't stop when they messed up. When the old habit reemerged, when they forgot to plan a week of meals and ate out heavily, when they overate by accident and felt heavy and sick, when they didn't make the best decision for their body in that moment. They took it all as a learning lesson, a learning milestone, and took another step despite the fact that their thoughts were telling them, see, I know you couldn't do this. I told you. Who are you kidding? Who do you think you are? They acted anyway. And these women aren't unicorns. They're everyday women just like you, simply wanting to feel better and hit a goal. Things that have been done millions of times before and will continue to be done. What will get you to the goal isn't being perfect. It's making the next best decision that you can in that moment and taking that lesson and applying it to the next decision. It's learning to cope with the emotional eating and getting self-aware of why this emotional eating session happened. How to spot the red flags to an impending binge so that you can put a speed bump in place and slow down the road to it happening the next time, which is, you know, hit or miss sometimes. And you know what you do? You take that lesson and you apply it to the next one. How to create a routine that nurtures weight loss habits and nurtures growth and nurtures your mistakes. Perfection wasn't mentioned, was it? Perfection isn't needed. Your weight loss feels overwhelming right now because you've convinced yourself that you have to be perfect so that when you aren't, you're overcome with guilt and shame and a nagging feeling of not being good enough, smart enough, or capable enough. And you know what those feelings generate? They generate emotional eating. They generate this feeling of apathy where you don't want to work on yourself because why? You're just going to mess up anyway. But when you let go of that, things change. There isn't so much pressure on your journey. And when there isn't so much pressure... Things feel easier in the moment because you know that whatever mistake you make, if you even make one, doesn't make or break the journey you're on. And that's an incredible feeling to give yourself the actual freedom to grow, to make mistakes, to learn and to learn imperfectly about what fueling your body and making healthier decisions feel like. And lastly, chicken nugget number three (laughs) is to understand that body cues beat numbers all day, every day, every time. Sometimes nutrition members are like so shocked that they lose weight without having to count or like track numbers. And this is the thing I get the most resistance on because it's like unfathomable. Like they can't even conceive the thought that 
they can lose weight without knowing how many calories they ate that day, like knowing the exact number. It's inconceivable for them. And they fight me on it sometimes. Like they'll be like, <laughs> they'll try to like sneak in an email where they're like, hey, Chantel, I need help getting my numbers. And I'm just like, what do you want me to do about that? No, I don't say that. But I'm just like, what for? You don't need them. What is that space of knowing that you need to hit a specific number every single day doing for you? Because your needs change every single day, every single day. I think numbers can be helpful, but more so as like an additional tool that's helpful to know, but like not something to live by. I am not a number phobe at all. I think numbers are helpful to check in with. I think knowing a general baseline for your your energy needs is so helpful to kind of like, you know, shoot for or like aim for, but like not live by. No, you just got to be in the wheelhouse. You don't have to be right on target every time. And in Shetrician, we really focus on body cues. Listen, I think I I truly do believe like we forget every day how incredibly sophisticated and smart our bodies are. Like if you even knew the intricacies of what is happening in your body right now, like just to be able to be sitting up and listening and, and taking the information that I'm saying right now, like the processes that are happening in your body are wild. And I think about how pissed (laughs) our bodies probably get at us every day when we don't take a moment to listen to them. And let me tell you something, they're gonna let you know that they mad at you, okay? And so in nutrition, while I teach my members my signature processes for nutrition and incredible weight loss tactics, like incredible step-by-step things to do, strategies to implement, things to like implement into their day, into their meals, around meal structures. I do not teach them how to log or count a thing. We focus on getting back to the basics in your bodily sensations. Honoring like, so for example, honoring your hunger and respecting your fullness seems like a no brainer. Like if I tell you right now, eat when you're hungry, stop eating when you're full you would be so surprised how hard it can be to actually identify if you're hungry and if you're actually full. Like so many members coming into nutrition have no idea what it even feels like. Like, is this emotional hunger? Am I just bored? Am I actually hungry? I don't know. Am I? We have an in-depth lesson just on being able to properly identify the cue. But when you get back in touch with your body, when you learn how to actually listen to it, but more than that, be able to take what it's telling you and make that translate into a specific action step, big things shift. Like, for example, um... Bloating is your body telling you something. But how many of you listening have no idea what to do with that information? Like, I'm bloated, but I have, I don't know what to do. Like, uh, fiber? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm bloated, but I don't know how to remedy the situation. I don't even know what my body needs from me. 
But somehow we think calorie counting is supposed to fix everything. Like, and I also think we forget that weight loss is about an improved, improving our life experience. It's about improving our quality of life, not just dropping on the scale. I love when members set goals. Like, I'm going to celebrate, you know, a huge weight loss milestone all day, every day. But I celebrate the energy wins and the clothes wins and the mindset wins just as much because they are just as important. Like I get so excited when someone shares like, I went out to dinner with my friends tonight and I comfortably ate and didn't feel pressure to eat. I was confident in my food decisions. I was there to connect. I wasn't there to like bury my face and like go into like the mind drama of like, I'll never eat this again. So I must like binge and overeat and be sick after, right? They went out, they enjoyed their friends, they ate a nice meal, they stopped when they were full, they had a drink or two, and they felt good after that experience. How many of us, you know, I I knew this is me for sure, I can't speak for you, but like when I was battling with um, my body and losing weight years ago, I stressed about everything. Like I couldn't even be out and enjoy a a date night dinner without like stressing about what I was eating, what that was going to do to me, like all of those things, right? And so like how many of us have a shitty life experience because we are thinking about food all the time and feeling overwhelmed because we don't know how to navigate real life with food. We're kind of letting it run the show. And then we like tell ourselves that knowing that we're supposed to eat 1800 calories or 1600 calories is going to fix it. it it's not going to fix it. <laughs> You're just going to have something else to stress about. You're going to stress about the fact that you really want, you know, the steak and the mac and cheese, but it's over your calorie goal. So now you got to eat the salad and you didn't really want the salad. And then when you get home, you start grazing and snacking because you don't feel really satisfied. Instead of eating something because you want it, honoring your fullness cue, and then going on about your life. That is how you get to a place where you're not up and down with your weight loss all the damn time. And so that's why I don't waste a precious microsecond teaching counting. It's freaking pointless. If you don't even feel one with your body. Like you don't even feel in control of your body. You don't even know how to take something that is happening to your body or you're experiencing in your body and translate it into an action step that helps it feel better. And you think knowing you're supposed to eat 1500 calories a day is supposed to fix that? No, no. And I, and I'm so freaking passionate about this because I was freaking there as someone with a whole degree and knew better. And I still got warped into this concept that knowing my exact calorie intake was supposed to be helpful. It's not. And I know this one might be like a hard concept to understand. And I get that. And I do. And let me tell you something else. I uh, will never be someone who's like, this is the only way that works. Tracking and calorie counting for some people does amazing They do great with it. But I do think the caveat to why it works for some people is because they have the mindset that they don't have to live and die by the numbers and the numbers don't have to be consistent. And so this is just something to think about 
If you are someone who obsesses about your calorie intake, obsesses about if you're hitting a macro goal, um, to get those juices flowing and to hopefully inspire you to slow down and start feeling the sensations of your body physically and mentally and emotionally and what it's telling you, what it actually needs from you instead of plugging food as a default coping mechanism for like everything. To shift the focus from, did I hit this exact calorie goal? To, did I eat when I was actually hungry today? Did I stop when I was comfortably full? Did I feel energetic today? No. Okay, so what did I eat today that has me a little sluggish and uncomfortable? Or what did I not do today that has me feeling this way? What small shifts can I make that'll help with that tomorrow? Those are the best questions to ask. And these are the questions that not only nurture weight loss, but maintained weight loss. We have this saying in nutrition, I am not interested in nor do I desire to lose weight, I'll have to lose again. And I think if you start asking that question or affirming that, not asking that question, but affirming that before you like are tempted to do the restrictive dieting stuff, it might not work every time, but I bet you it slows down the rate of you wanting to get super restrictive and wanting to get super obsessive about your food. Saying, I know if I do this, I'm just gonna have to lose this weight again. I don't wanna do that anymore. I don't wanna do that anymore. So what can I do differently now? You need to be able to function outside of the calorie goals, the numbers. Because if you can't, you'll let them rule your life. And so I'm gonna stop there. I hope today's episode was helpful for you. I hope I gave you some great things to begin thinking about. If all you do is think today, that is progress. Get curious with yourself. Ask the tough questions. Maybe you even had some hard truths today and that's okay. Sometimes they're needed. I know for me, the days I face the really hard truths are usually the catalyst to some really great action in my life. And I hope that rings true uh, for you today too. And until then, I'll see you next week, though.